Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Leighton Hewitt, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Just over 24 hours until the Australian Open men's singles final between Andy Murray and Novak Djokovic yet again. Uh, myself, David Law, here on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, has two very, very special guests today because I've got the five live BBC radio team with me. And we're looking forward to this. Gigi Salmon and first tennis correspondent Russell Fuller. Russell, we've been here before, it seems to me. It's a familiar sight, isn't it, to see Andy Murray and Novak Djokovic walking out in the final. If I were Andy Murray, I wouldn't be looking at the head-to-head record, which uh, doesn't make for particularly good reading. I think I'd be trying to remember the way I played, perhaps as far back as that Wimbledon final of 2013 and the US Open final of 2012, and in particular, the matches in which he had some success against Djokovic last year. He beat him in Montreal. He was playing an aggressive brand of tennis there, and certainly in the third and fourth sets at Roland Garros, Again, he really took the fight to Djokovic and it paid dividends. He lost the match ultimately and that's the biggest conundrum in tennis, isn't it? How you beat this man over five sets. How do you beat this man in five sets? Gigi Salmon and I have been talking this through over the course of the week. We've not got no idea, have we? I was going to say, come to me with the easy question. Thank you for that. We've been speaking, I remember asking Leon Smith, the great run Davis Cup captain in the commentary box saying how do you beat him and he said again well that's the question and you talk to a lot of people they say you have to hope he has a dip or he has an off day but that's a lot to ask for a player to come out especially if it's Novak Djokovic that came out against Roger Federer those first two sets of tennis he was unplayable the guy doesn't have a weakness some people clutching at straws say oh he could be better at the net with his volleys but you know what I mean? He's still going to blitz you off court if you're just waiting for him to miss a couple of volleys. The guy is good. The guy is great. Andy Murray is a massive underdog, which is crazy considering he's the second best player in the world. And no one's he said, no one's giving me a shot. No one thinks I can do this. And maybe that will work to his advantage because he'll go in relaxed. He's about to be a father. He'll play his game and you never know. He is a bit of a contrarian, isn't he? He does like to prove people wrong. So maybe, you know, maybe the fact that we're all writing him off. I mean, a year ago, I think on the eve of this final a year ago, it was more or less 50-50. If you, if you canvassed opinion, a lot of people thought that Murray would win. I, I haven't found anybody who thinks Murray will win. No, it's absolutely crazy. But Novak Djokovic has just, just come on. He's improved. That's even possible. He's improved since then. I mean, look, he took three of the four major titles, the Grand Slams last year, and then he lost in the final of the French. It would have devastated him. He got rid of Nadal, couldn't get rid of Vavrinka on his day. He just upped his level. And the way he destroyed Rafa Nadal at the start of this year, people were shaking in their boots. He's 
found a level. Yes, there's the 100 unforced errors, one of us had to say it, against Gilles Simon. But he's going to use that to make himself even better and wipe out those errors. That, that The guy is absolutely phenomenal. I think we can start putting him in legend status. The guy is incredible, but Andy Murray does like to prove people wrong. And, and who knows, tennis, tennis is a funny old game. You're the tennis correspondent to the BBC, Russell. Where would you put Novak Djokovic in the pantheon of all-time greats right now? He's got a good chance of finishing his career as the most decorated player of all time. I think he can catch Federer's tally of 17 grand slams. He's only seven behind now and he has power to add over the next few years. I think there's a slow, gradual appreciation of his qualities as well from tennis fans around the world. That's hard in this era, but when you look at what he's achieved over the past 12 months, he's done things that in my mind no other tennis player has ever done already. Federer has won three Grand Slams in a season on three occasions, I believe it is. Djokovic has done it twice, but to have won the events he has and in over 12 months now to have reached 17 finals in a row. And we're not talking about lots of small events where there's no competition. The overwhelming majority of those have been Grand Slams or Master Series events or World Tour finals. In this day and age, when there's so much on the line at all of these tournaments, to continually come out week after week, Never been done before. Suspect it may never be done again in future. That's what we think. Now, how about this? Goran Ivanisevic really doesn't know what you do against Novak Djokovic. The way he's playing, I mean, he's playing, uh, he's controlling everything. I saw him last night, you know. You know, Even when he's break down, he's just you know, not uh, upset, you know, because he knows he's going to break next game. He can break next five games. He's just playing... He's deciding how long he's going to spend on the court, you know. He's so dumb. He, he can do whatever he wants. He's really in some other area of tennis now. And it's going to be very tough to beat him in three sets. Because I remember seeing Marin. Obviously, he wasn't fully fit, was he, at the US Open? He'd turned his ankle. But I remember seeing that match. And there was a look on his face and your face as if to say, well, what, what can you do against this guy? Yeah, in US Open, there was, uh, his ankle was not ready but uh, you cannot do at the moment not too much against this guy. You can hope, I don't know, that he maybe doesn't show up, that he bus or car goes to the other arena and <laughs> he doesn't get on, on the time on the match. But at the moment, I don't know, honestly, as a coach, as an ex-player, what kind of ta tactics you can give to the player against Novak Job? And obviously you are looking to try to find the sort of tactics that will be able to, to beat him. <laughs> Taking yourself out of it, how many, how many Grand Slams could this guy end up with? Uh, a lot. He can break all the records. If he's healthy, he's going to play another five, six years for sure. Two, three a year. So let's count. <laughs> that's, that's 20. Yeah, a lot. He can win a lot, a lot. And, uh, and there is think that not too many guys can beat him you have maybe a couple of guys Wawrinka for me is uh, one of them Andy Roger but there are not too many guys so it's it's just you know and you have like two three guys that can beat you maybe four Grand Slam a year peace that's 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 a lot of Grand Slams so there's Goran Ivanisevic uh, Russell he doesn't even know how you, how you would coach against this guy and he's coached a man to a Grand Slam title. Do you feel that this is in some way cyclical, that players will develop 
uh, techniques and weapons to, to counteract this guy, or people are just going to have to wait for him to retire before they start winning Grand Slam titles? Well, Murray, of all the other top players, is the one who's most openly said, yes, I have been working on particular patterns of play against Djokovic over the winter to try and make sure that he has a plan to try and deal with him. I think at the same time, anybody who's world number two has very much got to back themselves. And the way Murray plays will affect the way Djokovic plays. Murray can't start as slowly as Federer did. That's a bit harsh because of the way Djokovic was playing. But if you look at the way Federer, if you look at the way Murray played against Raonic, consistently high level for over four hours, serving very well, second serve looked in a different league to the one we saw last year. If he's able to be aggressive, maintain that high percentage of first serves in, win lots of points on serve, then we've seen before, Djokovic can be rattled. Can he deal with that? I think that's all you can do, really. I don't think you can try anything particularly quirky or crazy. You've just got to back yourself and hope that the pressure that you put on your opponent in a Grand Slam final might actually take its toll. Russell, Gigi and myself, part of the BBC Radio 5 live commentary team, we will be bringing live commentary of that final from 8 15 in the morning on Sunday. Gigi Salmon, we've been here a couple of weeks now. It's been uh, it's been wall to wall, hasn't it? Because it hasn't just been Andy Murray this time. No, and that's it's incredible, isn't it? Yes, we haven't been on sightseeing buses and boats and long lunches and dinners, but the British success, uh, Johanna Conter's run, Gordon Reid in the wheelchair doubles and singles, Jamie Murray in a doubles final, Andy Murray. There's been so many, and then there's the other stories that you throw in and everything that happened. It's been it's been an incredible tournament. Our tennis producer who's with us, it's her first major tournament, and it's really been good luck charm, isn't she? I mean, she certainly is. We've had a little bit of everything so far, so good, but it has been wall-to-wall tennis but you know what it, it's it's two weeks of your life at one time and that's what you want you're in amongst it you're sucked in and it's been absolutely fantastic what's been your highlight so far of the fortnight russell obviously we've still got the the climax to come but what, what have you picked what would you pick out those first two sets that Djokovic played against Federer I think are probably the sets that will live long in the memory and actually the way Federer came back as well and some of those rallies I remember that rally that Federer won the last point of the match he won in the fourth set where he made a fabulous half volley and then he um, ran down a smash he scrambled for a lob and in the end he, he hit the line with a pass the noise in the stadium when that ball hit the line was just phenomenal that was probably the most exciting moment I think probably if you if you haven't been following the British fortune specifically, maybe people here in Australia will say, well, in fact, there haven't been quite the same number of really high-quality matches we've had in, in previous years. But we have had an Australian Open laden with stories. Yeah, some of those following on from the BBC and BuzzFeed's investigation into suspicious betting patterns. But uh, th there's always been something. There have been underdogs making runs, not just... Johanna Conta, but how about Zhang Shui making it all the way to the quarterfinals, having pretty much decided at the end of last year that I've had enough of losing in the first round of a Grand Slam, I'm off to go and open a coffee bar somewhere. <laughs> and uh, Gigi, would you pick out anything specific as a, as a personal favourite moment from the tournament? Oh, Zhang Shui, I, I welled up. When she welled up, I welled up. Her coach was bawling his eyes out. The post-match press conference when she beat Simona Halep, the press were welling up and they were crying because it's incredible. 133 in the world, she brought her parents over because it was her last tournament. Lena had convinced her to play one more tournament. Then she knocks out Simona Halep. 14 occasions she'd gone out in the first round of a Grand Slam. Then she beats Simona Halep. The run keeps on going. She leaves here as 
China's number one player. She's inside the top 100, so she's getting access into all these tournaments. As Russell said, she said, look, I had a plan in place for this coffee bar. I think the coffee bar is going to have to wait. She's a, she's a gutsy competitor. It was a wonderful story. And that's what you get at Grand Slam, something like that. And for me, I think, just because it brought a tear to my eye. Uh, I can understand that. It did to all of us, I think. Jishi Salmon, Russell Fuller, part of our BBC Radio 5 live commentary team. We will be bringing you live commentary on the men's singles final, 8.30 in the morning on Sunday. Do join us then. We'll speak to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.